Doctor, look. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Doctor Homebrew. Hey, welcome everybody. It's another episode of Doctor Homebrew. We are here. We got some homebrewers lined up, ready to go. Our friend Julio is on the phone, and uh, we're going to drink a double IPA, and then I think like an alt beer for the next segment. I can't really remember, but I'm I'm very excited about one of these beers, and I bet you can guess which one. <laughs> which one yeah, is. I can get. I, can I apologize. Guess. No, don't please don't. No, it's it's more just uh, for funsies than anything. Um, speaking of having fun. The people at Five Star have a ton of fun making proper chemicals for you to clean and sanitize your homebrew. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm assuming they do. I don't know. You gotta, you, you can't be doing this, uh, you know, without having a little fun. You know what I mean? So, uh, FiveStarChemicals.com. Learn about everything you need to make great beer at home, which is clean and sanitize. And I don't, unfortunately, have a uh, new use for PBW story for this show. I usually have uh-huh. one lined up, but. Um, I don't. The dish, the dishwasher one is a good one. I mean, that's you always go back to that. <laughs> that's true. Run a little uh, bit through your through your dishwasher and clean out the, especially a really bad like hard water and stuff. You know, just like yeah. clean stuff out a little bit. It doesn't hurt. Uh, all right, Julio, what's up, man? Welcome back. Hey, yeah, we got another one for you. Yeah, it's a, a, a oh. noticeably smaller bottle this time, and I I don't know if I'm disappointed or pleased. Well, because uh, this one's a little heavier of a beer, so um, okay. I, I, I thought it was prudent to, you know, shrink it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. We're a uh, strong American ale double IPA, category 22A is what you have on the label. And is this your first shot doing this too or not? Yes, it is. All uh, right. I, I thought, um, let's let's see what, what all the, you know, hype is about, you know, dumping massive hops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what do you think? I, uh, I think that it it definitely like works as far as like having a, a bit of complexity and you mm-hmm. know aroma and all that. Um, it is also very expensive. Yep. yep. <laughs> yes. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. That's why those four packs cost twenty two bucks these days. You know, like, <laughs> from the good the good breweries. Uh, all right, Cooper. Why don't you go ahead and start us off with this double IPA? Uh, okay. I cracked it and I got almost no hiss this time. Uh, that what that's actually something I was afraid of. Um, it yeah, I seems didn't that um, over the time of it sitting, it actually lost a little bit of its pressure because this was actually carbonated okay. um, a lot more than the other one was. Yeah, yeah. So when I opened the first swing top last night, uh, it, it was the large format bottle, and or well, maybe it was this. Well, it's larger than a twelve ounce anyway, but. Uh, yeah, it had actually had a nice hiss, kind of a medium hiss, and um, the bo- the bottle was a little bit dusty. It might have been from the packaging and the, or the shipping, but yeah, uh, it was from it, the shipping. It looked like it had been sitting on a shelf for a while, but it was like, oh, that's probably just from the packaging. It's that, that anyway. It's that yeah. egg crate sort of like pressed yeah. paper container that he put it in. Yeah. yeah. So, Mister Shar, I just opened mine. And it almost had, it had no hiss. So, I'm uh, anyway. Uh, I will taste this one and and rate it as uh, compared to what it was last night with the with the carbonation and uh, cool. an actual head on it. So 
this is different than what I had last night. It's uh, aroma wise to me, it was, it was bright and intense. I'm getting a little less of that, but uh, um, had a nice hot presentation up front. Um, kind of a, it was a high citrus giving kind of a liminess with a medium high resiny grapefruity notes, kind of a good classic, uh, you know, American, American style classic, you know, late nineties, double IPA note. <laughs> if that's such a thing, it has that note. Uh, uh, smells uh, like it was the nineties, little orangey. Yeah. Smells like the nineties striking back. All right. Uh, very lightly malty in the background, perfumey and a bit floral, uh, pretty pungent, nice, clean ale, uh, as evident with, uh, you know, moderate fruity esters, uh, again, no DMS or diacetyl, anything bad in there, just cleanly fermented, um, appearance wise is a rich amber colored beer kind of on the, towards the orangey tinge. Um, I thought the sample almost was a little orangey, like, a, I don't know, maybe I'm with the haze it has, has kind of a grayish aspect to it too, but it's not really gray. Just kind of a weird, like the orangey, but but a little, you know, fairly um, fairly hazy, uh, but not like a modern hazy IPA, just like the, the classic ones that you got that were like, okay, yes, hop haze is allowed. And we put a lot of it in there. Um, mm-hmm. It had a medium high whitish head with pretty good retention, uh, mostly finer bubbles. This one has no bubbles. Um, I gave it a two out of three for appearance because of the haze. Um, Flavor wise. To me, the high uh, bitterness came out first. Oh, this has a, like a, yeah, an orangey. There's a lot of oranginess here in the flavor, and it's maybe more noticeable without as much spritziness in the carbonation in the way it just it comes across like a fruit juice almost. Um, lower um, hop flavors, uh, you know, the same same kinds as in the aroma. Compared to the aromas, it was like the hop flavor was expressing itself a little less intensely uh, that I got in the aroma. Uh, but that was fine. It's just not quite as bright or was it maybe obscured by the, the bitterness and the alcohol of it, which is also high. Uh, though it is smooth and it finishes uh, semi, um, you know, kind of, kind of between semi sweet and semi dry. It's, it's got a little sweet edge to it and that, which may some, some of it may be from the alcohol. Um, but I like uh, my, the double a IPAs to just be like, you know, bone dry and you want to take another sip. That's, that's kind of the classic. So um, like to see what it finished at and, and it'd be just nice to know it's, it is hard to massage these and get the, the sugars right and everything to then get keep your yeast happy through that whole chewing through all that stuff to get it um, just to the point where it is as dry as you want a double IPA to be. Uh, the balance is still definitely the hops. Uh, their flavors are citrusy and, um, you know, again, a lightly sweet alcohol kind of lingers throughout into the aftertaste. Um, it's cleanly fermented, no off flavors, no diastole, anything like that. I, I'm not getting any of that at all. So it's nice and clean. Good job fermenting. Your yeast was like, it was kept happy and, and, and you know, um, maybe just not quite as attenuative as I would like for the, for the finish. Uh, mouthfeel-wise, it's medium full-bodied. I mean, it's definitely not barley wine-like, but it's a bit high. You'd want it more like towards medium uh, or almost seeming kind of medium light, despite the everything that's there. Um, it, has, it has a modest alcohol warmth, but that's smooth. It's not hot or biting at all. Medium high carbonation, no astringency noted. Um, overall, 
you know, there's a lot going on. It's, it's a little fuller than expected for the style just a bit, but you know, with the alcohol and the, with the, the spritziness that it had in the initial sample and, and everything else is like, that's there, there's, it's a jungle of, of fun here uh, <laughs> to, uh, to taste through and feel in your mouth. Um, overall, I would say this beer has a, a wonderfully hoppy, hoppy and inviting aroma and uh, checks off a lot of the boxes for the style, especially on the, the kind of classic side of things. Um, it's clean and well brewed. I, I still would like a little bit more attenuation to like, let those nice aromas uh, that are there shine through as, as brightly and as, in, and as intensely as they did in the aroma on that first uh, uh, sniff. Um, the semi-sweet finish kind of fights with the hops a, a little bit and makes it a little harder to just taste them. Uh, but then this, the one, the sample here that I have tonight, tonight with the lower carbonation is coming across with more of like a, a juicy quality and it's not quite, quite fighting the same way. Cause the bitterness is not as intense. Like the carbon dioxide will definitely push up a lot of the, you know, the, the bitterness and the hops will come through a little more, um, with that and all the flavors just be pushed through to your, to your palate a little better and to your, to your nose a little better. So yeah, it's, it's a. Just a little bit less of a, 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 a danger, dangerous, easy drinker than many drier IPAs because that's kind of the hallmark of the style. Is it's so dry again? You just take a sip and it's like ah, dries off. There's the hops, boom, and you just want another sip. So like it's, it's you know, unlike a a bourbon barrel aged stout with coconut, you can actually almost kind of pound it. You know you. Well, you probably wouldn't want to just pound it, but like a double IPA, you know, on a, on a bet or a dare, you you could pound it. Um, you know, it's it just, there's there are a lot of fine points here. It needs mostly just kind of balance and slight ferment improvements. On the second one, it, it definitely needs the carbonation to stay in it. So uh, I gave it a 36 last night. And, I, you know, as the sample as it is tonight, I'll probably go down into the, the, the lower 30s or 30. 31 just because it's not it's not there's it's a, a flaw to have that missing so um but yeah it's, that's a bummer that you know what i i have another bottle i could open i could see if it's if it's doing that so while brian's talking i could go get that one and there I'll you see go what the, uh, what the third bottle does everything for the so, name of science brian yeah. i gave it a 36 and uh, um, i'd love to hear what your recipe is because I, I do really like the hops that are used in there and it's a, it's a very good beer so uh, I will mute myself and let Brian talk now. All right. So I, I won't uh, uh, probably uh, talk as long as Cooper because God, blah, 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 blah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, no. I, uh, uh, I, I knew there was going to be trouble when I opened up the uh, bottle with the swivel top and there was no hiss at all and no release of gas. Uh, and that's a thing that the swivel top bottles are cool and I, I like them. I've used them for a number of things. Uh, if you've got the time and the ability it's always probably best to check the gaskets although it, it, you know i'm not even sure how you check the gaskets at a homebrew level you know what i mean they the you you know like you, you, by the time you they've worked or failed it's been like a week or two and you know, I, I i don't know i'm maybe someone smarter than me or more experienced than me and knows how to how to check the gaskets uh, with that um uh, initial uh, aroma was uh, grassy and citrus, uh, uh, very pronounced and, and, and smelled really good. Uh, low sweet malt in the background, no off aromas. I gave the aroma a nine out of twelve. Uh, appearance three out of three. 
Uh, it's somewhat hazy, but it's not like a hazy IPA. Uh, it's the polyphenol, hot polyphenols in there. Uh, a double IPA, not unusual to have that level of haze. It's kind of funny how in 2021 we've got to talk about, is this like a haze, like from hot polyphenol, or is this like a hazy double IPA? It's always... How dare you? Uh, but hey, things always change, and we change with them, right? Uh, the uh, uh, color is uh, uh, amber slash orange in color. Uh, no head, which I didn't knock any points off of. I think that it had to do more. By the time I was at this point in the score sheet, I wasn't noticing that there wasn't any carbonation. I was more like, all right, this is just a, a high alcohol double IPA, so probably no head. So three out of three. Uh, flavor. Uh, initially, the flavor was a... Uh, uh, citrus hops. It's funny when Brian said juicy. I got like a juicy orange character. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. Also, uh, hop flavor uh, dominates through mid palate when the bitterness comes up, but the hop flavor is still throughout this this entire you know freaking this whole thing. The hop flavor is pretty much dominant. Uh, Bitterness is still kind of uh, uh, takes a, uh, a back seat to the hop flavor. It's well attenuated, which is great. Uh, like we we're talking about uh, in, in the previous show, the uh, higher the alcohol is, the more difficult it is to get it attenuated properly without fusels or anything else. And there, there were no fus- fusel alcohols or uh, off flavors that I could tell. Uh, Finish is uh, moderately long and uh, uh, hop flavored. Uh, give it eight out of twenty for flavor. Uh, mouthfeel three out of five, uh, and that's because of the lack of carbonation. You know, there's uh, uh, you know, body's medium. Uh, the lack of carbonation makes it kind of limp and watery to me. And this is I'm not going to uh, uh, harp on this too much because you know Cooper did not have a. Uh, uh, Cooper's uh, bottle was fine. I got both uh, experiences though. Tonight I uh, had the yeah. I got what yeah, you yeah, had exactly. Exactly. Uh, so three out of five overall impression six for a total of twenty nine, which is which is in the high end of good. Um, there's only one bottle so I could that I, that I had available to me so I couldn't go open a second bottle. Ordinarily, if this happened in competition where there was no carbonation, I would ask the steward to bring the second bottle. That's why you have like three bottles in a comp, right? So like you open that first one, the mm-hmm. first one is a problem. Let me get a second one because there might be some weird bottle variation. And I, I, I want to be fair, but because I only had the one, I had to judge the one that was, was in front of me. I'd be kind of curious, clearly from talk, from Brian's experience, your beer was carbonated before bottling. And this wasn't an issue with your know, pre-bottling. And this is somehow a, a, a bottle issue where somehow there was a gasket problem or something else that just caused the carbonation to, to go away. So uh, I'm I'm not an expert in the swivel tops, but I would just that would be a thing to kind of look into and be sure that those swivel tops are sealing properly and you're not having uh, the carbonation get out. But still, I still thought it was worth a 20, 29. I, I liked what you were going for. I liked the flavor. Uh, I like the aroma, and it's just unfortunate the lack of carbonation kind of uh, uh, knocked a lot of the things that you were going for out of the way. So here it is, the moment of truth. I have what uh, I think would be Brian's second bottle. 
but he he only got one. Uh, so that, that was my probably my fault. I delivered them to him. I probably snuck one out of his box there because uh, I knew this was going to happen. I don't know. But this is here's the moment of truth. Ready? Let's see. Oh no! Oh, perfect. Yeah. Oh, there was there a little go. hiss. There no, was I, a little I, hiss I, when I did it. So I heard actually, the first hiss for sure. I got like, none it, of that on mine. It kind of stuck. It kind of stuck yeah. to the top. I mean, that Let's is see. the that's the problem with the Grolsch bottles. Okay, it's just inherently it. they're they're hit it. or miss with with carbonation. Yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this one has some carbonation. Yeah, it's definitely so, the other one poured with no head whatsoever. So same. Yeah, this one had a light hiss when I when I I thought when I when I flipped it, it was still stuck to the top, like it has a little something kind of connecting it, and then it then I lifted it off and I went. So there was something there. Yeah. And this is more like, this looks more like last night. Good. This tastes more like last night's. This is the 36 point version. Oh yeah. 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 It just, the, the carbonation, it's amazing what a difference carbonation makes. Like, yeah. And carbonation level is something you can pay, you know, a lot of attention to, especially when you're bottling things for competition to make sure you get it right. Because, you know, if you're, you're filling bottles from a keg, it can be perfect in the keg. It's like perfect carbonation for the style. And then you put it in bottles. It's not quite, it's a, it goes a little lower. It's not quite right. You know, um, if you're bottle conditioning, you can like say, oh, okay, well, my, well, my batch came out at four and a half gallons instead of five. I'm just going to use the, the corn syrup that came with the kit and do it. And, and no, cause that's going to push your carbonation for that style into way higher than it should be, you know, not way, way higher, but it's just, it's going to affect all the flavors and pushes, you know, pushes a lot of the, aromas and stuff out and it, it also can give you a little bite especially on some of the lighter styles you have too much well some of the lighter styles like a light american lager you just need a lot of carbonation to to have that be right and then you know it's it's got to be spritzy or there's nothing else there to, for it to to have you know it's just but uh yeah anyway i'll stop this one's at a at a good good level of carbonation for the style so i do have one question um how much time were those bottles in refrigeration um, well, not for, not for long, not for very long because I had, I just had no room. So I had to like wait until I got a session out of the way and then put your beers in the fridge. So I've had your beers in my fridge. I don't know. Brian, when were you here? Sunday? Yeah. Okay. Sunday okay. That's still, yeah. that's still long. Okay. So good. The funny okay. thing. Um, all, right. all these bottles have been, uh, basically ambient temperature. Yeah. And then I would throw them into the fridge just to get them down cool enough. And then, of course, there was still CO2 that wasn't absorbed into dilution. So I would notice that hits. So I think that by chilling it, it absorbed, you know, whatever CO2 wasn't in solution and then wasn't enough to, you know, maintain. Yeah, that's a bummer. Can we definitely go through your recipe, though, and, like, get your hops that you used and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. A really nice hop classic usage of hops So the funny thing is that uh, this is a Pliny the Elder clone. Okay. Um, so wow. it, it's it's a little bit from uh, Jamil's book, um, you know, Brewing Classic Styles, and a little bit from, uh, I forget which one of the websites that did a, a clone also. And it's uh, 12 pounds of two-row, uh, four and a half ounces of caramel 40, uh, 13.8 ounces of carapils, uh, a pound of uh, dextrose, and for the hops, we got 2.75 ounces of Warrior at 90, uh, five ounces of Chinook, Chinook at 90, uh, one ounce of Columbus at 45, one ounce of Simcoe at 30, uh, 2.5, 2.25 uh, Centennial at Flameout, one ounce uh, Simcoe at Flameout, 
and then uh, dry hopped with uh, 3.25 ounces of Columbus, uh, 1.75 ounces of Centennial, and 1.75 of Simcoe. A lot of and, those hops sound, start with uh, the letter C, I'm noticing. Uh, yeah. So yeah. That's a lot of that orangey, you know. Yeah. You're getting, getting there. That's the, and the Columbus with, you know, yeah, definitely the CTZ kind of character in there. And I kept it pretty cool. Um, I'd say 68. Uh, yeah. I, I kept it uh, 68 for, for uh, most of it. It's time. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, with the carbonation, I wish Brian could taste it. It's not a, not a, you know, it's it's hard to clone Pliny, but it's really not not that terribly far far off. Um, it's it's in the you know ex, you know very good, almost towards excellent uh, territory. And there's another there. uh, dry yeast uh, situation with uh, some Safale mm-hmm. 05. Yeah, yeah what I, did it? That's um, great. You gotta believe this would be like a ten point higher beer if it were carbonated. Damn it, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For, for, for me, so I kind of say just ignore my score and go with Cooper because it, it, it's it's a it, one thing went wrong, right? One thing was not right, and all the things that you did right. So kind of ignore my uncarbonated bottle. Actually, that brew day, a lot of things went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Hell Sometimes yeah, those are the best beers, you know. Yeah. Well, I saved the good beer. Uh, what ended up yeah. happening was uh, during transfer, once I was already knocked out, uh, uh, there was a bit of a, a, a slip and fall situation. I, I, I can't even explain it, honestly. Um, just blacked out, and I took down the kettle with me, and about a, a gallon and a half probably ended up on the floor. Four and a half ended up you know, staying in wow. the fermenter, though. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Um, what did your what did your starting gravity and finishing gravity end up at? On the... Oh, so I, I actually cut it off at ten ten. Um, I'd say mm-hmm. I don't know what the starting exactly was, but I did the math and it was seven point seven percent. Okay, so it was dry. Brian was right. <laughs> yeah. Damn it! I I think the, so happened. the sweetness might be coming from the alcohol or the oranginess kind of combining or something like that. To me, there's something that just gives it a semi sweet impression in the finish, but it's like I don't know. Yeah. It, yeah, and it, I, it I is... dry hopped at uh, three days, so I yeah. I did you know um you know give some time before you know dumping stuff immediately into the fermenter, mm-hmm. and I, I think that you know gave it some time to you know mellow out and you know not freak out. Yeah, no, it's 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 a well done beer. I I enjoyed it quite a lot, and really really nice inviting aroma. It just checks off a lot of the boxes about classic double IPA. And I was just like, this is a this is an OG, like this is old school double IPA. This is not the <laughs> the modern variety. Like, uh, and Pliny was like the original. So, pretty so much. Basically, what I can't find on the East Coast. Everything is a mess here. Everybody's selling oh, yeah. some New, New England mess. We're not even in New England. Like New Jersey is nowhere near <laughs> that, and they're selling <laughs> that garbage here. And yeah, so this this was my revolt. This is uh, uh let me let me see uh, if I can do something a little different, and you know, try something that uh, I can't find around here. Yeah. Oh, you that's still cool, couldn't help cool putting idea, a little man. haze in there. But. <laughs> uh, well, that, that's the hops, man. Come on, that, that's, yeah. that's 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 the style. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's hot. That's polyphenol True. haze. That's not like oats and whatever. And right. I like yeah. oats and stuff, but it, but you know that's that's classic, just polyphenol haze. Yep. True. You, you can get it out of there if you want to. Yeah. That's when I actually have in a, you know a, 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 a setup that isn't my apartment right now. I'm, I'm working with plastic carboys here. Okay. <laughs> nice. There you go. 
Uh, you're, you're going yeah. totally old school on everything, Julio. You got to do it. I, it's, I'm doing what I can. Like you got to do it. It's tough. You know, <laughs> nice. I, I, I work on a you know a, a mail carrier salary here. Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So you're stealing everyone's checks. I know you're rich, man. Oh. <laughs> if you can prove it. Go <laughs> <laughs> <No> ahead. <laughs> Good I, one. I wish, man. I'd, I'd be riding around in a, in a Porsche. Yeah, it'd be amazing. <laughs> well, we, we wish the Brewing Network had some money. We'd send you some swag and stuff. But, That's true. Uh, yeah. Oh. oh, God. Julio, you got to send us some more beers, man. It's been really awesome having you on here. Oh, I want to uh, just make, make whatever. You know, brew whatever you want to brew and send it <laughs> in. I want to I wanna drink it and talk to you some more. Hell yeah. Here's oh, my nice. suggestion. Like, I agree with you on the 12-ounce bottles. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can get... Uh, sturdy long neck bottles. There is a certain kind of bottle that is thicker and more robust, and it's going to stand up to the capping. And yeah, you have to fill a few more bottles, whatever. But you can definitely like find those bottles that are st- thick and sturdy and ready to go, and cap those with a crown top cap or get a canning system, like you said. You know, maybe yeah. maybe that's the solution. Uh, I mean, send us, some, uh, send us some cans of you know the, they're with, they're they're getting cheaper with the bench top. It's it, you you can I think you all can adjust the head so maybe your head just down too low, so when you push it yeah. down, it's putting too much pressure on. I was usually using the wing yeah. style capper, and I would like just yeah. crank on it, and I wanted that cap to be on there good, so well, I'd go like th- three I've, ways, and then I'd just crack on the third well, one. But th- yeah. my problem was that honestly, I, I was using uh, recycled bottles, so. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it would be, you know, beers that I just finished, you know, I'd clean them, sanitize them, yeah. and, you know, try to use those. But the, it, it can only handle so many, you know, yep. uses before, you know, they, they fall apart. So, some of them are, are, are a lot thinner than others. Yes. The, yeah, the swing swing tops have their their, advantage, their pros and cons, we'll say. That's true. <laughs> Leave it at that. And, and, you know, and you know what Jamil said, you know, 10, 15 years ago, and I, I took his advice, and he's right. If you're entering competition, and this is like if you're in competition, Go, go buy new bottles, right? The cost yeah. of entering a competition versus the cost of buying some new ones, just get new ones. And I, I dicked around for so many years. I mean, I, I'm, I'm the guy I've been a home brewer for 30 years. I've tried to sanitize bottles in the dishwasher. Oh, hell no, don't do that. Because the water doesn't get up. You can put the star sand and all that stuff in the dishwasher. It never gets up no, inside the bottle. And then all that, whatever leftover yeast you get in that heat cycle, it just bakes and crusts under the inside. It's yeah. ah, just nasty. It's not good. So just buy, buy, buy new bottles for competition. So, so these were new bottles. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> these were brand new. Like these uh, were the first good. beer that were in good. there. And I, I didn't expect this out of at least the 16 uh, ounce ones. These pints. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, and this is and this is sort of what happens with Grolsch. I mean, even when I was working at Morby, we get customer service complaints every now and then of like, look, I have twelve Grolsch bottles and four of them leaked CO two. What's going on? It's like that's just yeah. what it. That's the nature of the closure. Yeah, so that's, it happens. That's actually about right with uh, what I'm seeing. It, like I, I've had maybe two like that so far. Mm-hmm. You're telling me you've got uh, what was it three? I got one. Or a little. Yeah. So yeah. one each. You know that that ended up being a little iffy. So yeah, at, at that point, I bought what was it? Uh, two cases. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm 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 due for at least you know two or three to fill. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll let you go, man. Unless yeah. you have anything I wonder, else. I do wonder if maybe putting a little bit of like keg lube or something underneath the the rubber 
where it seals would would help it seal and really hold it you know mm. like Silicone something to, never hurts never hurts yeah. there you go. That, yeah. when you're when you're keeping your kegs healthy and you want to you know anyway but yeah that's another topic we could talk about sometime <laughs> i gotcha all Thanks, right man. Uh, I hear you. So, thank so, yeah, you this was actually brewed on june 30th just so you know June okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice and, and fresh uh, yeah. right there thank you yeah. thank you for sharing yeah i appreciate the feedback thank yeah for sure man take thanks, care Julio. guys appreciate it man appreciate it all right we're gonna take a quick break everybody we're gonna come back with the next beer hang on it's dr homebrew we'll be right back All right, and we're back. Thanks a lot, everybody, for sticking around. We have Dave on the line here with an alt beer, I believe. Dave, what's going on, dude? Hey, yeah, how you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. About to crack open a, an alt beer, which is not something I can really say for every show, so I appreciate that. Yeah, welcome <laughs> to oh, yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah. Is, this, yeah is this something you've done before? Like beer. <laughs> is this something that you've made before? Yeah, this is our third version. Oh, okay. Yeah, hopefully it's our better version. <laughs> hopefully. That's that's why it's called Dirty Germans Dry instead of Dry. dry or yeah. When um yeah. when you say our version, what yeah. uh what do you mean? My son and I, my son and I brew together. Oh nice. Tristan and I. Um yeah, so we call ourselves shit show brewing. Okay. Sounds accurate. <laughs> pretty much pretty much every brewery something goes totally sideways. Yep, it's a scramble to get it back right. Hell yeah, dude! I, I bet most people could probably say that though, right? It happens. Yeah, I think it's a common yeah. experience. Commercial yeah. brewers yeah, exactly. have that shit too. You know? Yeah. So there, there's also a radio show in the afternoons that I listen to, and they have this little bit with the Dirty Germans. So okay. that's where I kind of got the uh, idea of the Dirty Germans. Nice, <laughs> nice. I love it. Okay, great. And this, and this is an yeah, old beer. Yeah, Germans way. and via dirty, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. How's the part on sprockets when we dance? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the part of Dr. Homebrew where we dance? Yeah? No. Yeah. This Did is I the guess. part of Dr. Homebrew where Brian Shar mm. goes first. Are we just speaking uh, bad uh, German accents yeah, for the whole show? No. And, exactly. And, yeah. yeah. All right. Go, uh, Brian. Go, Brian. All right. This, I really like this beer a lot. I, I love alt beer. Uh, and it's one of those things where. I, I love IPA, but I the the conquering of craft all, all craft beer by IPA kind of knocks out some of the great things that we used to have available sometimes, like like a really nice alt beer. Uh, you know, this is a, a, a aroma ten out of twelve, uh, rich dark malt, like an artisan uh, baked, uh, like a good artisan bread crust, and it's not like that. Uh, oh, it has to be baked within an inch of its life. It's just a nice artisan bread crusty aroma uh very low spicy hops no off aromas it's what you want from an alt beard so you that, that type of aroma you expect so 10 out of 12 appearance three out of three the uh the head is heroic and exceptionally long lasting uh i could probably like pour that beer out and the head would still be in the glass i mean that's just how much head is in there uh you could stand a penny on that head I, I could personally, I, I'm not a thin man. I'm not giant, but I could probably stand on that head. Uh, I, maybe we shouldn't try it. I mean, I'm a little tipsy, but probably uh, a bad idea. 
but it's it's classic German, you know, huge, huge head, slight haze in the beer, but overall very clear, uh, kind of a, a medium brown color, three out of three uh, flavor. First impression is a very rich malt. Again, that kind of dark bread crust, artisan bread, just a really good, uh, not doughy, not overly not burned, but just right right where you want this beer to be. Uh, in mid-palate, bitterness comes up to almost balance. This is a malty beer, so the balance is always, uh, to me, toward the malt. Uh, it's well attenuated, uh, sort of a low peppery hop flavor. Uh, you know, finish is long and balanced toward the malt, 16 out of 20 for, for flavor. Uh, mouthfeel, 5 out of 5. Medium body, medium low carbonation. Uh, I get some slight warming, uh, which you know, it's a five percent beer, but hey, that you get some warming from that. Uh, creamy. Uh, I get a little light mineral character from it, but as the style guidelines talk about, that's okay for this style, and that slight minerality is is good. So, uh, overall impression eight out of ten. So I gave that a forty-two total. Uh, which is squarely in the excellent range. Uh, I really love this beer. Uh, I want to hear uh, later on after you've talked to Brian, uh, you know, if you mashed uh, and if so, uh, if you decocted and I want to hear about just your, your, your uh, uh, grain bill and mash regime, if that's what you did. Uh, it's uh, hard to uh, imagine what else, what much you could do to improve this beer uh, maybe a little slightly greater amount of aroma and flavor hops would be welcome. But overall, I mean, you're, you're, you're in the uh, uh, squarely in the territory of the forties. I think this is really well done and I really enjoyed it. And I'm going to drink some more uh, of this while you're talking to Cooper. All right, Cooper, you're up, baby. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, I had a pretty strong hiss at uncapping. Um, I got a tall bottle of it. So, that was nice. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> he ran out of the 12s, I guess, is the story. At least that's what he's telling us. Uh, yeah. And maybe he's trying to bribe us. I don't know. Uh, Aroma-wise, uh, clean ale with a nice, a nice toasty and, and slightly hoppy quality to it. Um, I, I do like that artisan bread descriptor. That's, that's actually really good. Uh, it has a medium like a medium dark breadiness, like not a, a dark or a pump, pumpernickel bread or anything like that, but it's just kind of like the not white bread, not dark bread, but kind of that medium dark bread alongside a, a really, you know, characterful spicy herbal hop note, uh, no off aromas, any DMS or Dastel, anything like that. I do also maybe get a, just a slight resin quality in the hop. Um, but yeah, the, like overall, just the the balance and the the nose seemed really promising and inviting. I gave it a ten out of twelve for aroma as well. I think that's what Brian gave it. Uh, appearance wise, richly copper colored beer uh, with low start up fairly low head, but it, it persisted well throughout. And um, it, it did. Both samples I had did have a kind of a medium low haze to it. Um, it should be brilliantly clear. Uh, I did not get down a point for, for haze. Mostly finer bubbles covering the, the surface. It's just like the head just stays 
consistent and even and it's always there as you drink it and flavor wise it's richly malty and hoppy at the same time almost an even balance but i think the, the malt might win out slightly just with that rich breadiness to it very fresh tasting uh clean low temperature ale fermentation seems evident here um the malt has a toasty fresh darker bread note hops are spicy but also a bit resinous um I'm wondering if they're almost just a little too American hop like there. I'm not sure what hops were used, but, um, or there may be a blend of hops that's expressing itself that way. But, uh, the, uh, the finish is semi dry, or maybe that resonance is coming from somewhere else altogether. I don't know. Something combining with the alcohol, I'm not sure, but finish is semi dry. The bitterness is nice and, um, you know, medium high. It's, you know, it's not, it's up there balancing the, the maltiness and um you know not not like classic you know 90s ipa high you know hoppiness or or uh, bitterness but it's uh it's firm and like when man when when i've judged many um or when i've tasted many all beers when we went through our, our judging classes and i got an all beer that had shipped over from germany and it was probably wonderful tasting when it was shipped from Germany or when it was first brewed in the brewery and ended up in the bottle. And then it made its way to America and sat on a shelf at some store for months and we got it somehow and found it. And they're not easy to find uh, here, but I've never been to Dusseldorf. Like, so the thing is like, this was a, it's a pleasure to taste one that's fresh and like, like that's what that should have tasted like kind of, you know? So Anyway, it's a well-balanced beer. And this is probably one of the better ones that I've, I've tasted in my life because I've never been to Dusseldorf and I haven't, you know, I've judged some, uh, a few competitions in my life, but uh, <laughs> we're, you know, uh, we're not, most judges I know haven't tasted a really good all beer. And so this is kind of eye-opening for me too, in a way. And um, so the mouthfeel-wise, it's, it's um, medium-bodied, medium-high CO2, it has a, I agree with the very faint warming. Like there's something there that's just a little bit, it seems like it might be slightly high alcohol for the style uh, like or towards the higher end of, of the style. Um, or else it's just something else that's making it seem like it's warming me, but there's no astringency here. It's really smooth the, despite the, the, the bitterings prominence here. Uh, you know, not, not a creamy beer or anything like that. It's just a, there's a a suggestion of a touch more alcohol here than than, than style kind of calls for, uh, or again it could be something else. Um, oh, I did I did want to go back to the flavor just very very briefly. Um, so I got a little hint of something that tasted like a little bit of a a smokiness, just a hint of like a little ashiness or smokiness in the aftertaste, and um, that was kind of interesting. I don't know if that's supposed to be there, but it was like. It came out at me as it warmed up and as I retasted it, I was like, I'm not getting it as much right now until just very, very late in the, the, after the swallow, just a light little hint of smoke or ash, but it's not really too distracting. It's just an interesting kind of side note there. Um, Mm. And and then just the hops and the malt just linger long into the aftertaste. So um, that was kind of interesting. And I don't know what that is, but um, maybe something in the recipe that will, we'll get at 
Um, it's ash. He put ash in it instead of um, ash. Yeah, he added ash instead of. Well, uh, let's just throw some ash in here. Yeah, yeah it needs that, right? Cigarette hanging out of the mouth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, sorry. Yeah, my buddy Tom was smoking a little too much. Instead, instead of rice holes, uh, we just. Yeah. yeah. No, but it, it, you know, like maybe like uh, something from the yeast, like a, the Scottish yeast kicks off a little smokiness sometimes and you know but uh the german yeasts usually don't so i don't know maybe some scottish yeast snuck its way in there i don't know but um and maybe i'm just off my rocker we'll see if the other guys get that too uh but yeah this the this is a very enjoyable beer and it contains most most all of the desired flavors and aromas and and other elements of a good german alt beer um it does seem just a touch big and with a, uh, I'm wondering if it has like a, a bit of an American edge to it with that kind of resiny character to the hop note, uh, then the beer should have, but maybe it's just because I'm tasting a fresh version of it for, you know, for once <laughs> and, uh, not something that's just been aged and abused and sitting in a bottle and oxidized for months. Um, but yeah, the, the, the aroma is just super inviting. Um, you know, it's mostly supposed to be kind of a, a bitterness thing. And I don't know if like the resonance could be coming alongside with a big bittering addition, you know, but you could maybe back off the flavor hops just a touch and make sure you're using just that spalt or zots uh, mainly. And, and, you know, also perhaps just dial back the ABV just a, a touch, but it's really an extraordinarily fun beer to taste. I gave it a 41 yeah. and I agree with, you know, most, most everything Brian said there, except for yeah except for giving full points for appearance you got to clear up that haze too you got to get it nice and clear and um you know i mean these are usually um you know they're brewed as a low temperature ale and then they're lagered you know i mean it's alt beer is the the old style of brewing beer is the ale you know low temperature ale in, in uh you know in germany that's like you know they're known for their lagers but in the old days hey you know it's um low temperature ale and you you but you do like throw it into that cave to lager it over the summer and uh you know and serve it properly but it's man it's really fun to taste this beer and i i, I hope you enter this in some some competitions because it's really good although you might need small bottles i don't know oh wow and also the bottle's doing some fun stuff here it's oh interesting it, it's really spritzy it's definitely like the carbonation is I don't have that in mind, so maybe that's a little bottle variation. Uh, David, why don't we go through your recipe, man? All right. So, for, well, let me uh, – let's go ahead and start with the grain. All right. Okay. Well, the water, actually. Yeah. The water. So I use the Puyallup water profile. Uh, I live in Puyallup, Washington, so I use the – we got the Puyallup water profile and went from there. Four, four grams, four grams of calcium chloride added, two and a half grams of Epsom salt, and one gram of salt. Added to all that. Hmm. Uh, now, you want percentages, probably about 68% Pilsner malt. My local homebrew store uh, did not have the German Pilsner. We used RAR. That's what we had. Uh, 19% Munich 2, about 5% Aromatic, about 3% Carafa 1, 2.5% Acidulated, and 2.5% Cara Munich 1. Those were our malts. Not sure where the smoky comes from, in all honesty. 
Uh, Probably for cont- the hops. Okay. Contamination. Carif- Carifod, I think, is where it comes from, maybe. Oh, okay. Or the contamination in your bottle, because I don't have that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in that in that one particular sample, I don't know. My first bottle didn't do that. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Um, for hops, I had basically, I used what we have in the freezer. Uh, so Northern Brewer, that was our bittering hop, about one and a quarter ounce at boil, six, uh, 60 minute. I'm sorry, we did a 90 minute boil on this. At 60 minute, we did, uh, yeah, Northern Brewer. And then at five minute, one ounce of Willamette. Maybe that's for your American side. But Willamette, doesn't that substitute out as kind of more your European yeah. style hop? Yeah, I mean, those aren't like citrusy American oh, IPA no. hops by any stretch. So, no, not anymore. No, interesting. Want- <laughs> yeah, interesting. Okay. I did not want that. Continue. So now, uh, fermentation. Generally, what I do is I'll take the the range of temperatures on the yeast package. I'll start out at about two degrees higher. What I have is a, a, a standalone chest freezer. Put the fermentation bucket in there with a the blow-off hose, set the ink burn. So it's two degrees higher, and then I'll ramp it and walk it up till about two degrees lower than the highest temperature. That's how we do it. It dries beers out. Um, for this one, I... I the, reading the profiles, drying it out actually didn't seem like a bad idea anyway. But we tend to make big beers. We get a lot of crap from our homebrew club about the size <laughs> of beers we make. So our, I can imagine, our, little alt beer, <laughs> our little alt beer ended up at 7.1%. So okay. it is high. Okay, hello. <laughs> yeah. It is a bit high. And we just ferment the crap out of everything. I have no idea how it happens except for maybe that that walking up process mm-hmm. probably has something to do with it. So that's a question on some beer like this. Should I just pick a temperature, pick it, stick with it and go with it? I like the idea of walking it up, especially if you want to dry something out. But uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, some people just stick at a consistent temperature and do a last little rest and they're done. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the key is, is finding yeast that you and, and, and figuring out how to work with it. And it sounds like you guys right. work with it well. I mean, the beer is it's it's dried out. It kept works well. Happy. Yeah, it's pretty clean. Yeah. So Imperial. I yeah, I think you're um, you know, if if you still want to keep blasting palates and alcohol levels, I think that's the way to go. Just keep doing what, keep doing what you're doing. You know what I mean? Or impressing, impressing judges judge. that are uh, you know, um, whose palates are blown after judging a, a long flight of beers. Yeah. No, just <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah, he always like, you know, I think Jamil, like in his book, he talks about that. Like, if you want to impress a judge, you know, here's what you do. And like on this style, you want to add, you want to lean towards the higher end of the alcohol for the style. Okay. So, I mean, that's weird to me. This is 7%. because It doesn't taste like 7%. It, it tastes like, okay, maybe it could be pushing towards six or something like that, but it's so smooth and just, you know, well yeah. brewed that it, you don't get the seven, <laughs> but yeah. All right. <laughs> there you go. You and your son know how to how to p- push it to the we, edge. We can make alcohol. That's for sure. Americans. Yeah, that's so, true. That's right. Dirty Americans, Americans die. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I started out at 58 degrees and walked it up really only to 63 and left there for about a little over. Actually, I think we went over two weeks on this one. Just a little bit over two weeks. I use low, uh, low temp. We that's use, good. Yeah. Yeah. We use uh, uh, Imperial on pretty much everything. Okay. Imperial, this is Kaiser, Imperial Kaiser. Okay. 
it just seems to work every time. It never seems to fail. Nice. So, uh, yeah, as far as the bottle, you had mentioned something about the bottles and the dishwasher and cleaning things out. So we do reuse these bottles, but yes, they're all cleaned out ahead of time. Then they're thrown in a dishwasher. Then they're thrown into Starzan. Mm-hmm. Starzan by Five Star Chemicals. That's right. So they're, they're, Never let hey, like them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we soak them for a while there. Then I'll, I'll I got this pushy thing to uh, push the star's hand up inside there, and then hung on a tree. I work mm-hmm. in a hospital and I do sterile procedures. My son does uh, food uh, food safety stuff for a manufacturing company, so we know about sterilization and we live and breathe. He'll actually call me out. That's got to sit for two minutes before you touch it. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. He's always there to watch. Yeah. Uh, he, he is very particular about the way he does things. He, he has been known to pick a hop pellet or two out of the thing because it wasn't exactly right. Oh, yeah. I think it's a little crazy, but <laughs> that's okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, a little uh, bit, but, you know, but hey, man. Very precise, though. We, yep. we try to keep things very precise. Gotcha. We are, we're brewing. You had mentioned something about the mash and decoction and all that. Literally coolers. We mm-hmm. got the, the round coolers. We got the rag, round cooler for the mash. Another reason why we were called shit show is we had the worst false bottom issues. And then eventually I think it simply collapsed. It would just simply flatten out. I've had multiple beers where we have taken the cooler, dumped it after a 60 minute mash into another cooler, clean it all out, throw it back in. No dude. Just take, just, I know, just take a scoop and ladles and pulling it out and straining it that way. And then throw it in a boil kettle. We've had some, pretty big disasters got wow. a new false spot and everything's awesome now okay there you go right all right now. as long as that's yeah. fixed and then, yeah. And then, yeah. so no it's 60 it's a matter of a 60 or 90 minute mash in a cooler okay. that's really all it is and then we trickle absolutely trickle that stuff out mm-hmm. you run your hot liquor tank from above down in and you know 168 degree water and then just watch it trickle out very slowly very slowly we're very very patient uh, that's another reason why I think our beers get a bit high. We get all the sugars out of it. Yeah. So maybe we could speed up our, our sparge, our lottering. Yeah. I mean, could you a little bit. Yeah. yeah. You can leave some behind. You can also just, you know, add a little more water, stop collecting at a certain, you know, uh, gravity reading, even if you have some liquid make, left uh, in the kettle and more, top it more off. time for, yeah. Yeah. Trying to make more time for drinking beer or what, what's the aim of that? Uh, well, you got that. <laughs> you got that. Yeah. That yeah. happens. <laughs> that happens. My wife's very good at putting together like jalapeno poppers and munchies and bringing them oh, out to damn, us. Damn, bro. Get the, the base. Yeah. So yeah. That's all good. So yeah. yeah, it gives us more time to do that. It, it's a long process. It is. I mean, if, if you're, yeah, if you're, if you're trying to lower the ABV, there's a couple tricks you can do, but it doesn't sound like you're trying to do that though. Use less malt. <laughs> use less malt. Yeah. yeah. So I have, we use beer Smith and I had it, I had set it up at 80% brew house efficiency. In all honesty, most of ours come in at closer to 85%. After all the stuff's done. So maybe I need to crank that up a little bit more. Yeah, a little less malty. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. would probably just do it. Yeah. Depends on what we're brewing, though. This one, I probably should have backed off a little bit. It's uh, very, so- it's a very good beer, though. It's very, very flavorful. I like there's a, uh, there's a oh, lot of um, chocolate malt flavor. I know you didn't say anything about it, but no. there was that essence sort of in there. And I like that, that sort of it's almost like a, like a German winter warmer. Or something like that, you know, where it's like very complex, very chewy almost, um, but on that alt beer, you know, slant because of the the yeast. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good, man. Well, good. Yeah, yeah I, I really liked it. Liked it. It was t- very it. tasty. Just yeah, to get to style, you definitely want to back back off the ABV a little bit. And okay. uh, yeah, I don't know that 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 uh, that Carafa is doing you too much of a favor in there, though. Was mm-hmm. that what was okay. the? It's like three uh, percent. I, mean, I think I that's I where the smoke is kind of. Was just a color color edition or what were you doing there? It's like three yeah, percent Carafa one, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was a lot too. That that number shocked me. And then the the what was the other one? Like, it was like special Munich or something like that. Munich two. Munich two. Yeah. Munich. Munich. There you go. Yeah, I thought maybe that was a little like a a little higher contributing too much to, or just skip it. I put four ounces in. I think maybe too much. I wouldn't skip it. Too much. But I don't know okay. enough about two it. Two yeah. ounces or something. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Sure. I mean, you could tweak it a little bit and back it off. But this is all. D- dependent upon or contingent upon if you're going to lower the ABV, I think, because if you make some okay. of these, these mid palate malt choices and you don't, and you still have that high alcohol, I think it's going to, you know, throw it out of whack. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know. And, and it's funny too, with your hops, like I've been way guilty of like, just what hops do I have around? What can I brew? That's yeah. going to approximate. I want to be, brew this recipe and here's what I have. It's not a German hop, but it will oh, yeah. work for this style hopefully. And, substitution you know i mean you can look at the substitution charts and kind of figure out what might yeah. work it's in the home sometimes you luck out, but, but usually in my case I'll, you know i'll fail miserably before i luck out like that and have it just come across like yeah pretty nicely with the style where it's like oh okay that could be a, a german hop with a little american edge but like if you definitely just you could find like if you're going to brew this for a competition just find find some spalt and some zots and just do it do it right and like that hop was kind of twisting me in a weird way. Like I would, I probably would have scored it higher if it was the, you know, the hops were a little, little more right, but it wasn't more traditional. It wasn't yeah. bad. It was like, it worked for the style. It was close enough, you know? So you kind of okay. lucked out there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fun beer though, for sure. Like, yeah, really, really tasty. Most of these beers, I actually, I, I drew, I do all the recipes. I gave up on clones. I hate doing clones. Yeah. I can't get them right. We can't get them right. We can't. Yeah. They just, I get angry. At Don't do it, man. So I've given up on that. Use it as a base. So, so uh, a lot of times I'm sitting on an airplane. I don't fly that much, but when we when we're on an airplane, I will sit down with a little beer and my little phone, and I'll start putting together a recipe. What do I want to do? Or I'll take an old recipe that we did that I didn't really like so much, and then redo it, and that's how we come up with these. And I'm not trying to kiss your ass because we already got the score, but I listened to your guys' podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But I'll listen to your guys' podcast. And I'll think, oh, that's a great idea. Nice. And I'll hear you talk about somebody else's beer and think, that's that's amazing. Wow. I got to do that. So then I'll go and I'll think about it in a particular beer and immediately run right to that beer and switch this out and change that out. Well, nice. we, yeah, well, that's on cool, the last man. show, we had that's someone cool. like kind of like take a recipe that they heard on one of our shows and twist it to their liking and made something that was really tasty Which, and fun. T- to be honest with you, that's yeah. the whole point why we started asking people about the recipes is to do that. So people who have never okay. brewed like an alt beer style, they can uh, hear us talk about it and they go, oh, I'm going to try that. So they would take your recipe and maybe either tweak it or not and see what, you know, and it's just sort of like a community thing underneath the lying, uh, underneath the, the sort of underlying, you get a score and you get to talk about it. Right. Yeah. Well, I well thought done. it was really neat. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. And it's way better than the forums online. You, <laughs> you throw something on a forum, you're going to get 50 different oh, answers. Don't do it. Don't do it. And everybody's do absolutely right all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we're right all the time here, too. That's for sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We're never <laughs> off our rockers no. ever. No. You got Sorry. the button. <laughs> well, we, we, are, we are doctors homebrew. We do not commit malpractice by being wrong. That's true. That's true. Yeah, good. Well done. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> uh, all right, Dave, do you have anything else for the boys? Uh, no. Oh, okay. yeah. I do have one more question okay. real quick. Do it. I hope this is a fast one. Yeah, so please. we only bottle. We don't care. Yeah. This okay. is all bottle conditioned. That's good. Bottled in uh, June, uh, we had a big heat wave here in the Pacific Northwest, so I had the yeah. bottle sitting in our bedroom with the air conditioning on there. But lagering is done in kegs at 39 degrees. I can't do that with bottles because I can't recarbonate. How do I carbonate then? So I, I bottle condition, and then can, basically this, can, I, can a bottle of beer set it at, say, 50-something for two weeks, and then drop it down to 39, will that make a difference? Will that work? Yeah. I mean, lagering is, just, that will, lagering is aging. So I think you can leave it right. out, wait for the bottles to carbonate, and then crash them, basically. Yeah. That's the only way. That's the, Brian, and, uh, Brian, correct me if I'm incorrect on that, but you want everything to carbonate first, and then you yeah. put them on for lager. Well, I mean, usually, like, when you're lagering, you're going to, you're going to uh, chill it down to lager temperature when it has a few remaining, you know, degrees of uh, 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 gravity to ferment out. And it then it finishes out at the lower temperature as you slowly ramp down to that. So mm. I, I think it's going to be different. But um, if you want to approximate it, you know, that's not a horrible idea. And if you, you know, you're limited to just bottles and, and, you know, that's what you got, that's fine. If you have a, you know, a temp control unit and you can, you know, take a beer and then, and ramp it down to lagering temperature, you can still carbonate it. I mean, you just, you know, there's going to be some yeast left, or you could add fresh yeast to, you know, when you add priming sugar to bottle, or if you, you know, so you, you don't keg at all. There's no no, no kegs. No kegging, no yeah. taps. Everything's well, bottled. Yeah, nicely done there. I I and the, you know the nice thing about bottling and, and bottle conditioning is that um you avoid a lot of the uh the trappings of getting oxygen in your beer at the end and like you know, like refermentation and, and um bottle conditioning of beer, you know, is a good way to scavenge all the oxygen out of that bottle and end up with a beer that has no oxidation almost mm-hmm. whatsoever. I mean, you know, it can still get a little oxidation with some age if it's, you know, it has some in there that, that didn't get scavenged by the the priming yeast, but um, you know, wow. I mean, it's, it's a good way to do it. I, I, I used to bottle everything myself too. And in a way I kind of miss those days because like it would kind of even out some of the, the mistakes I would make back in those times. I was like, Oh, that's a good beer. And it just, it it takes care of it. That's, you know, it goes like, you know, croisoning is a good, really good way to go too. Like you add freshly fermenting beer as you're priming, you know, sugar basically to yeah. the beer. And that's like kind of, you know, that's the way the Germans did it is, uh, you yeah. know, croisoning is a German word. <laughs> they added yeah. freshly fermenting beer to the beer that they were putting in a container to finish out and to carbonate. And you're approximating that with, with bottling sugar and, and, you know, uh, yeah. that process, but, you know, 
there's a little magic to croisoning too. It's definitely a well, you have to have another fermenting that. beer, basically. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you have sure. to, yeah, it takes planning and it's, and, and it's yeah, hard to do on a homebrew scale for absolutely. Yeah, but yeah, know. I mean, I think either way you're fine. You know, th- that's I would I would just let them sit carbonate and then cold crash them. But, you know, apparently you can leave them at 50 and like Brian saying, they'll carbonate, but you know, slower because yeast is still active in there. Um, but you know, uh, maybe take, take one and do it one way and one and do it the other way and see what happens. Compare it. Sure. Yeah. 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 Give it a try. What the heck? Yeah. That's why we homebrew experiment. (laughs) There you go. Yes. That's (laughs) why just for experimenting. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've never been to Germany. This is, but we make an an alt beer. There you go. Yeah. Nice, yeah, tasting good. Get your son on with us next time, you know? Okay, to, we'll yeah. do. Come over. All right, Dave. All right, we'll Thanks, do. brother. Appreciate right, it, man. Thank you. Take All care, guys. All right, later. Nice to see you. Cheers. Later. All right, we're going to take a quick break, everybody. We're going to come right back. We're going to wrap things up here on Dr. Homebrew. Hang on. We'll be right back. The leader in affordable, high-quality kegerators is here. Introducing Comos, the kegerator designed with serious beer drinkers in mind. It features an all-stainless steel draft tower, a major upgrade over traditional chrome-plated brass towers, and Comos keeps your new tower cold with their air-cooled tower fan, wrapping your beer lines in frigid coolness. Your beer is poured from innovative forward-sealing faucets that don't leak, so they stay cleaner for longer. Dual gas inlets on the rear of the fridge allow you to run both CO2 and nitrogen gas. Serve your beer with CO2, serve your kegged wine, or even cocktails with nitrogen. The digital temperature display has the largest range available, allowing you to use the Comos Kegerator for fermentation if you need to. And now Comos Kegerators ship with duo-tight draft fittings for that click-to-connect assembly we've all dreamed of. Buy direct from ComosDraft.com and receive free shipping on your order. That's K-O-M-O-S-Draft.com. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. Look at that. We're still here, everybody, and so are you. I, well, yeah, I just totally messed up your re You sure did, but that's all right, that. Brian. It happens, and uh, it's late enough where I don't care. I was just looking at Brian. He's like, totally focused on something there. Yeah. I apologize for yeah. that. Hey, it's okay. Uh, if you want to be on this cool show, email brian at thebrewingnetwork.com. Get your yes. beer sent to us and uh, or your wine or your meat or whatever. Anything that you're fermenting at home, we will drink on the show and provide notes. And if we don't know anything about what we're talking about, we will find somebody to come on and do the judging with us to teach us a little bit too. Because, uh, you know, we're not wine experts, but if you want to send in your wine, uh, you know, I will get a wine expert on to taste your wine for you. And teach us right or a, a cider expert for example you know yeah, I mean, anything had, man we've had to resort to that before we definitely have that is for sure um all right everybody thanks a lot i really appreciate you listening to the show uh there's a whole back catalog i think this is i don't even know what number this is we're almost hitting 200 here for these uh, close shows. yeah getting close so check it out and if you think about it that's four generally about four beers a show i know we do commercial calibrations and we've had shows where we just give information but for the most part four beers a show Times 200. How many recipes is that? What is that? 800 recipes? Well, no, it's two two beers a show. Yeah. It's four four beers like per night. Oh, yeah. For four, us usually. Yeah, that's right. That, yes, because we do it all. Yeah, the same still, time. You're, you're, I know what you're trying to say, Jake. You know what I'm trying and, to say. And, and it's a whole be, library. You know, of, we enjoy beer. That's what we. How, uh, how about this? Over 100 recipes. If you go back and listen to all 200 shows. Mm-hmm. 
Only do math easy that way. How? Yeah. Oh, we go. we should we should do a Doctor Homebrew book with all those recipes. Yeah, and just steal everyone's ideas. Yeah, Hell or we yeah. should all like brew like our favorite recipe from the show each, and then go head to head on that. God, that would take uh, going back and like looking it up and listening to the show to figure uh, out even what recipe it is, and like, all right. yeah, it's a good idea. However, well, impractical. But it's easier if people just send us good beer and we get to taste it. That's true. Brian at the Brewing Network All right, everybody, thank you, thank you very much right. for tuning in, and until next time, we'll see you later. Good night. Cheers. Cheers.